We'll look at just one verse tonight. We'll begin with one verse. The book of 1 Peter, chapter 5. We'll look at verse 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Three words there at the end of that promise. Establish, strengthen, settle. Those sound good. No doubt we would all like to experience those things in our lives, and we can. The Lord does promise it, but He also lets us know in that verse that there's something that may have to happen first. After you've suffered a while, Maybe that's the part of that verse we don't really want to embrace. But the fact is, all of us go through difficulties, hard times, uncertain times. But the Word of God says that the Lord will make us perfect. He'll establish, strengthen, and settle us. You know, it's wonderful to know, too. uh, Sometimes the trick of the enemy will try to get you to feel like maybe you're the only one. Going through a particular situation, maybe he'll try to convince you that uh, this problem is unique to you and nobody else really knows what you're going through. But we see in the verse just previous to that, it says we can resist the devil. We can resist, resist him by being steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. There's great comfort in knowing that there are others who are suffering along with us. And we don't take joy in the fact they're suffering, but to know that there are others, our brothers and sisters throughout the world who are enduring afflictions. And that's why it's so important to pray for one another, bear one another's burdens. But the Lord has promised to establish, strengthen, and settle us. That word establish, we get our word Establish or stability comes from that word. Stability is being stable, fixed, steadiness, firmness of character or purpose, permanence. I think one thing we would all agree we could say for certain, we live in a very uncertain world. The last couple of years have proven that. We've heard that in testimonies. A few years ago now, almost, we were hit with a pandemic. No one was expecting. No one even saw that coming. Originally, we were going to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. Well, here we are, two years later, and we're still trying to figure out what to do about this. We were told when the vaccinations come out, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Now we're told in some certain circumstances now, even fully vaccinated people need to wear masks. We're told to trust the science. The scientists don't even trust the science. How are we going to trust the science? How do you trust something that changes every day and moves and it's like a moving target? There's so many things in this world that are unstable. The Word of God tells us the world itself is unstable. It tells us 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. 
Global warming is coming. We know the Word of God tells us right here. One day the Lord's going to burn it all up and He's going to create a new heavens and a new earth. So we know uh, nothing in this world is stable. Well, what is stable? What should we build our lives on? What should we place our confidence in? Thankfully, the Lord's Word has the answers. 2 Timothy 2.19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The foundation of God standeth sure. Heaven and earth may pass away. God's word says, my word will never pass away. Tells us that the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, all of these things will pass away, but he that doeth the will of my Father shall abide forever. We want to get on that firm, solid foundation. Of course, we know we're planted on that rock when we're saved and we repent. We turn our lives over to Christ's control. He puts us on that firm foundation, but uh, we want to make sure that we stay there. Instability, of course, we know that's the opposite of being stable. James describes what an unstable person looks like. He says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded person is restless. They're confused in their thoughts and in their actions and their behavior. They vacillate from one decision to another. Should I be saved? Shouldn't I be saved? Should I try to look like the world and be a Christian? On and on it goes. It says uh, this person's unstable, double-minded. It tells us also in verse 7 of James, that chapter says, Let not this man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So we know, serving the Lord, being established, you know what it begins in our minds as well as in our hearts. Second Corinthians 8.12 says, For if there be first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to that a man hath and not according to to that he hath not. You know, when you make a decision to surrender your life to Christ, you have to have a made-up mind that you will continue to serve the Lord. Every morning when you get up, you have to have a predetermined mindset that, Lord, whatever comes, whatever comes my way, whatever temptation, whatever trials I may face, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to honor you. You know, you get it established in your mind, and the Lord will get that established in your heart. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we know part of being established in this gospel is to have a made-up mind. The Word of God tells us after we're established, after we've made up our mind to serve the Lord, it says that the Lord will strengthen us. Job 17.9 says, The righteous shall also hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. You know, when you're saved, you want to determine to live for the Lord. you remember the first time you ever took a stand for the Lord? I remember it well. I was 14. I'd been saved for a little while. And... 
There were times I didn't know how the Lord was going to even keep me through a day, but I determined and I would tell the Lord, Lord, no matter what happens, I'm going to hold on to you. Well, a few months later, I had a chance to prove that, and I happened to be by myself, and a couple of those old friends that I used to run around with, they had heard I'd gotten saved, so they kind of gathered around me, and they began to taunt me, and they began to kind of ridicule me, and, oh, now you're one of the sheep. Oh, God bless you. How wonderful. And I could feel my resolve starting to weaken, but I remember I felt the Lord right next to me just saying, just hold on, just hold on. And I remember praying in my mind, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. Well, they got tired of it. And after a few minutes, it wasn't any fun to them. They left. But I remember feeling, Lord, I just won my first victory. God had helped me. God had strengthened me. That was a testimony to me. Hebrews 12, verse 2 and 3, it says, We can look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, the Lord doesn't just get you started in this race and leave you on your own when you're feeling discouraged. It says, so Look to the Lord, that author, that finisher of our faith. Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Think about the Lord. Think about what He did for us on that cross, that price He paid so we could have victory. Philippians 4.13 tells us, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That reminds us we're not doing this on our own. You know, I remember before I was saved, even at the age of 14, I had developed some filthy habits in my life. Things I was ashamed of. Things I tried to hide from my parents and my family members. Things I tried to control on my own, but I realized I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in my own strength. But I'll never forget the day the Lord saved me. In a moment, those desires were completely changed. The Lord transformed me. I didn't have to try. The Lord just put it in my heart. The Lord will strengthen us. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. You know, when you call on Christ, you're tapping the most powerful resource in the whole universe. It's like Hunter said, you're talking to the creator of the universe. God will help you. If God be for us, who can be against us? So the Lord can establish and strengthen us. And the Lord wants to settle us. That word settle means to be fixed or resolved to establish or secure permanently. You know, there's different things that can cause us to feel unsettled at times. Sometimes it can just be the smallest things. And think about even in the physical, you ever gotten a little rock in your shoe? Just a little tiny pebble, but it can throw your whole balance off. It can make you feel extremely unsettled. Or maybe you've went to a restaurant and you're sitting at a table and it's sitting on an uneven tile or something. That table is moving around or shifting around. It doesn't take much to cause us to feel unsettled sometimes. Maybe we can misunderstand what somebody says to us or we can misinterpret a text or an email. Any of these things, if we let it, they can, uh, they can upset us and we can be unsettled. Sometimes it takes some bigger things to cause us to be unsettled. Unpleasant news. That's often something that will shake a person's faith at times. Psalm 112 verse 7 says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. You know, you turn on the news, you just see what's going on around us. We're inundated with 
unpleasant news. And no doubt there are many people in the world just living, just waiting for the next shoe to drop, concerned and worried about what the future may hold. But when your faith is settled, when your feet are established and you're strengthened and settled, you won't be upset by those kinds of things. I, I still remember 9-11. I remember when it happened. It was almost 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago, actually. I remember exactly where I was when I heard the news. It was early that morning, and I remember I was pulling up to a school site. I was doing some air conditioning on a school, and as I got out of the work truck there and I walked onto the campus, uh, all of the classrooms had the television on, and that news was coming across the airways there, and uh, a lot of the students had been sent home, and there was just a feeling of panic. And I remember specifically as I was walking across that campus, one of the maintenance men saw me and he came up to me and he, he was almost frantic. He was so fearful. That was a terrible thing that happened. All of us that, well, some of you weren't even alive when it happened, but those that were, we remember and the feeling of of unsettled or uh, just the instability and he thought for sure we were going to be going into World War III and just so concerned. And as we were talking, I felt compelled to share the gospel with him. And I began to tell him about the Lord. I began to tell him about the Lord's return and the signs that would precede the coming of the Lord. And I told him, you know, you can have that peace in your heart and knowing you're ready. You're, you can have a hope beyond this life. And it was interesting. He stopped me. He said, you know what? That must be true because you're the second guy that's told me that this morning. So apparently somebody else had shared the good news with this man. But aren't you thinking we have something that goes way beyond this old world? We don't have to be unsettled by the news of this world, the difficulties, the things as they come. We have a hope that goes beyond this world. Some people have a fear of the future. Starting out, I thought about Hunter, the other Hunter. When I was Hunter's age, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a policeman. I wanted to be a fireman. I wanted to be a PE teacher. I was all over the map. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Sometimes I maybe felt a little anxious or uh, this wasn't on my plans of what I was going to do in the future. But the Lord, uh, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. But you know, sometimes people can become fearful of the future. But Jesus gives us some wonderful words of comfort in Matthew chapter 6. Verse 31 through 34, these are Christ's own words. He says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Before we even ask, the Lord knows what we need. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Seek first the kingdom of God. When you're making your plans, when you're making your decisions, when you're making your career choices, when you're deciding where to go to school, when you're deciding where to live, seek the Lord first. Put God first. It says all of these other things, all of these other concerns, the Lord will meet them, but put the Lord first. The Lord will help you to do that. You know, I think one of the things that no doubt makes people feel the most 
unsettled is to be unsaved or unconverted. Holy Ghost conviction is not a good feeling. And it's supposed to make us feel uncomfortable and unsettled. People can do a lot of things to try to assuage their guilt or get rid of that and can even ignore the voice of the Lord at times. But uh, really, that's the most unsettled feeling of all. I, I was reminded again today, I was thinking about my own Grandpa Marvin, his testimony. And he told about being just a young man. He lived in Mississippi at the time and he grew up on a farm. And at the time, things were going really well for him. There was no tragedies, no difficulties. He was doing well. He described it. He said, I I thought I could pretty well paddle my own canoe. He's just a young man, but things seemed to be going well. Uh, No anxiety, nothing to cause him any distress. But that all changed one day. He said, I heard that they dropped a bomb on Pearl Harbor. And he realized that the United States was going to be entering into World War II there. And he said, that shook him up. As a matter of fact, he said, I was shaking in my boots. That's how he described it. That sense of serenity and peace was upset in just a moment of time in one day. And he said as he was out there on the farm, he realized that men his age were being inducted into the service of their country and they were giving their lives on the battlefield. And he said, and the thought scared him to death. Not that he, uh, he was proud to defend his country, but he was afraid of dying because he knew, he somehow knew he wasn't ready to meet the Lord. And so he said it was... He was talking to the Lord there on that farm and he would bring it up and the problem was God wasn't hearing him. And you know, Psalm 66 verse 18 says that if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord won't hear us. That was the whole problem. And finally, he said, the Lord just asked him one day, he said, what are you going to do about those old sins? And he just stopped and he says, Lord, if you'll just help me, if you'll give me peace, He says, I'll quit him, I'll forsake him, and I won't do him anymore. And he meant it. He determined in his heart with God's help and in his mind, he made up his mind at that moment, Lord, if you'll help me, if you'll do these things, I'll turn my back on that old life of sin. In a moment of time, he said the peace of God just dropped down in his heart. All of those feelings of instability, all of the worry and the care, he says it was gone in a moment. He said, if I had gone into the service the next day and given my life, I knew I would be in the presence of the Lord. God kept him faithful many, many years. He died with the victory, but he determined in his heart that he was going to be strengthened and settled and established. The Lord can do that. He still does that. The Lord can do that for you tonight. If you're feeling unsettled about anything, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It says that the Lord gives you peace that far surpasses anything that this world could give. He's the Prince of Peace. He gives us a peace that passeth all understanding. But you have to be willing to surrender your life to the Lord, commit your life to the Lord, commit your ways to the Lord. It tells us in those verses we read that the Lord will make us perfect. We're not talking about physical perfection or intellectual perfection or anything like that, but morally perfect. We can have a heart that's perfect before the Lord. We can have that peace of knowing down in our hearts no matter what happens. None of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. But God does. We can put our faith in the Lord. We can put our confidence in the Lord. 
You know, if your name is in that Lamb's Book of Life, uh, you've got every reason to praise the Lord. If it's not, you can have it there tonight. God can help you. God can bless you, whatever the need that's just come in faith. Pour out your heart to the Lord tonight. The Lord will come down and he'll speak peace to you. Let's sing 536. These altars are open.